0: yo what it is what it do welcome back to another dope episode of the homies podcast man you already know who i am i'm your host ellis and if you haven't if you haven't yet go bang that subscribe button man it's gonna be showing up somewhere on your screen if you're listening to it on apple podcast podbean spotify just hit that little side little subscribe button one time it won't take you what two seconds do that for your boy much appreciated um today today I got one of my very, very special guests, man, my homie, Soon to Be Y'all Homie. I know y'all can't do the clapping, but from where y'all at, give it up right now for my homie, Soon to be y'all homie.
1: Lamar Griffin, what up you Man, you know me, man. I'm just chilling, man. I'm I'm excited to be on the pod, man. I've been I've been watching and listening to you guys for a minute, so I appreciate you, man.
0: Hey man, I appreciate you being on, bro. And to, to give everybody his background, he is one of the dopest videographers, photographers. In the game, bro, like you ain't gonna find too much better than this dude, man. He he does it all from from the ground. If you need something shot from damn near space, <laughs> this man can do it, man.
1: So yeah, hey, man, I B- appreciate it. man. Listen, man, you you all ever see black pilots for the for people listening on this podcast? Like, think about the last time you saw like a black pilot. Now, granted, I don't fly planes, but I am a black pilot though, because I got you know what I'm saying. I got my got my license. <laughs>
0: right, you be up in the air with it, bro, and, and those shots are ridiculous and we gonna get into that uh get into that soon man but I want to start this off man because we got a lot of stuff to cover bro and I know you real busy so I ain't gonna try to take up too much of your time man but um so the first thing we want to get into is where this journey kind of started with how me and you met uh which is football right like this whole thing is kind of centered all around football um, Me and you, of course, we met at uh, the college that we played at, at Arizona Western College in Yuma. One shout out Fado. To,
1: One time yeah. Fado. y'all
0: already know what time it is. <laughs> right, shout out to all the, you know, the athletes there. Some of the people that might be locked up or something. We that's another <laughs> conversation for I'm not... Hello,
1: y'all.
0: But um, we gonna start from where it even started before it did, bro. I wanna start from like the origins, bro. Like first of all, like where did your love for like football even start? And how was, like, your high school experience? Because, I'm correct, you from Lakeland, Florida, correct?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One time for the city.
0: All right. Everybody, if anybody knows anything about Florida and football, y'all know y'all are, like, synonymous with each other. So (laughs) how was that growing up in that environment and being in Florida, bro, playing football?
1: Yeah, man. So I grew up in Lakeland, Florida. I went to George Jenkins High School. Um, I could have went to Lakeland, Lake Gibson, Kathleen. Uh, Kathleen had Ray Lewis, Lake Gibson, uh, my good friend, Black Powell. Lakeland High School, Marquise Pouncy, Mike Pouncy, future Hall of Famers. I played little league with them boys too. Chris Rainey, Ahmad Black, uh, Jamar Taylor. Rest in peace to Jamar Taylor, my boy. Um, it was just so much football, man. Like since I was nine years old, like my goal was always to go to the NFL. And you know when people say that, right? Like it's like you kind of like you know I'm I'm a grown man now. I've you know it's like man that's that's a tough dream. But when you are from Lakeland, Florida, like where I'm from. Like, it was normal to like, dudes really was going to the league all the time, bro. But, like, even even from my high school class, there was, like, you know, six or seven dudes that went to the NFL. So, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a dream. People, like, chase your dreams. Like, going to the NFL was, like, a full-on something that we could, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Something that we could obtain. So, that was my goal since I was nine, bro. So, like, going to George Jenkins High School, it was, like, we were just bad, bro. I mean, I think our best season when I was there... Um, was like one in nine so we lost a lot of games bro like one time we got beat by lakeland bro 78 to zero I, and I, people on the podcast like damn lamar and like i'm the starting start running back so you know a lot of that go on my shoulders but now that i think about that bro, we got beat 78 zero by the number one high school team in america like i'm right. from lakeland so like i know them boys like they rat down the road but when you put it in perspective we got beat by pretty much an NFL team. Like these boys was the number one high school team in America, bro. Like they won they went undefeated that year. So just playing football, my love of football really just came from just, you know, being around it. And I mean, even now, like this boy, what's today? Today's Saturday. Tomorrow I'm shooting the NFL game. I just left the NFL, like my I left my position with the NFL because I, you know, travel, family. And now here I am again on the sideline tomorrow. Like, it's like football always find a way to just keep – it's like a girl. Like, she always come back in my I life. I to keep back yeah <laughs> Yeah, man. But the, the love of football really just came from, you know, being – growing up in Lakeland, you know, just being around the game and just, you know, just finding that passion for it.
0: And was there anybody, like, in your family, anybody real close to you that, like, pushed you towards that? Or was it just something, like you said, it's just the environment, just what I fell into?
1: It was more so just, just my, I mean, my whole family. So I, uh, I didn't really have my father in my life. It was I was raised with my mom, my grandma, my aunt. So like, like three strong black women. If, I mean, if you know, you know. Like, like my, my aunt, my grandma, my mom. They always pushed me towards. Like my mom always said, you got to go to college. Like no matter if you play football or not. Mm-hmm. So we both know I was like, well, shit. I, I don't think we could pay for it. So boy, gonna have to score a couple touchdowns to get there, right? I gotta figure that. Even the pressures of that, right? Being.
0: Most people 15, 16 years old, just like, yeah, I can't wait to go to college. Like, you really, like, I got to I gotta put in this work because I got to figure out how to pay for this. I got to, you know, I feel like it makes you grow
1: up a little bit faster, right? Yeah, definitely, man. People, even now, bro, like, people always ask me, like, because, you, know, you know, I did the photography thing, but we'll get into that. And it's like, you know, how, like, how would you get to the NFL? And it was just like, bro, that was always the plan for me. Like, it, mm-hmm. since I was nine, the plan was always to go to the NFL. Granted, I didn't think I was going to be a photographer, a videographer, but mm-hmm. the plan was always the same. Make it to the league. That was always the plan. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, I, I, it's always hard to tell people, like, what advice? Like, you know, like, how'd you make it? And it's like, bro, I was obsessed with that shit. Like, that was all I thought about, like, <laughs> right.
0: Yo, that's dope, man, and like, and speaking, like you said, going from from high school, did you, was A-Dub wanted, like, did you have, like, multiple offers, was A-Dub, like, because with me, I was like, that was like one of the only few offers I had for football, I had most of my offers for, like, basketball and track I, I just started playing my junior year so I didn't have a whole lot of offers and you know it was in the hometown of A-Dub so I was like was that kind of the same thing for you or you're like nah bro I had, I had
1: no man offer. I yeah bro I had uh, you know again I say our team wasn't that good but you know I, I ran a 4-3 I had some pretty good numbers in high school like I had some but my grades man so I had I remember one time no joke Boise State uh, Akron um, UC uh, USF like all these D one schools would come to see me, and they would be about to offer, and then they would go to see my uh, the transcripts, and they'd be like, "Yeah, bro, like, like you got it, you know what I'm saying?" I had over two but my essay, like my scores wasn't good, mm-hmm. and I just I just didn't take school serious, and you know I always thought like, all right, if I if I got over fifteen hundred yards all purpose, like I'm gonna go D one, and I just you know I had to learn the hard way. So A Dub was kind of like. You know, it was just a way to go back to go D1. So, like, when A-Dub offered me, I was super excited because, as we know, that's that was one of the only schools that had a full ride, like, full ride for football. Like, the
0: dorm and board. Yeah. yeah. Like, p- people fun. don't
1: understand, man. That, that Juco life is different. But when I, like, when I got the scholarship to go to A-Dub, I was super grateful because it was just supposed to be a stop along the road to go D1. Like, I'm from Lakeland. Like, the expectation is, like, everybody going D1, which I should have, too, if I would have just paid attention in class. But... That wasn't my path. So, yeah, AW was, wasn't W the plan, but once I got there, man, I, I cannot lie, bro. Arizona Western was like the best thing that happened to me in my life, like ever.
0: <laughs> I, I say the same thing, too, bro. The people I met there, the athletes I got to be around on a daily basis, I was like, oh, this shit is this real you know when you come you probably don't understand that because you're like i came from florida bro everybody there's a lot of big fish (laughs) in the pond out here but where i was at like i was just like yeah i'm kind of i'm the big fish out here do you get to western you're like bro these dudes i ran the junior olympics bro still that was probably one of the best collective athletes of people like i've been around in my life bro just everybody was nice we had all Americans on the team, just everybody. I'm just like, bro, you got dudes that are benching 225, 40 something times. I'm like, yo, these dudes is different. <laughs> bro,
1: that, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think when I got there, the, the person that really made me realize how real shit was at Arizona Western was a cat named Jesse Williams. Mm-hmm. He would end up going to Alabama. He, you know, he ended up going mm-hmm. to the Seahawks. I got red shirted, which again was a blessing. Like it was so many dogs that like when I got red shirted, I was just like, you know, I, I was like, bro, like I'm, good, for- I'm good. I'm like red shirt. But then, you know, I, you know how God work. It's like, nigga, you could have been cut. They could have cut your ass. Like, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know how, like, like it was an opportunity to not, like, like, dudes got cut. Like, when I, when, my, uh, when the coaches that came in with our class, like, they was cleaning the house. So, for me to even stay, you know, it showed. But, like, mm-hmm. I remember playing, being a red shirt, like, and going against, like, Jesse and some of those guys, uh, Marcus. There was just so, Marcus Benjamin. There yeah. were so many people that was, like, real dogs. And I was like, yo. I think Jesse hit me one time, and I was like, yeah, bro, this is what it's like. You know, I've been hit before, but I was like, bro, it's a different type of hit, bro. I was like, yo, Jesse was a grown man, bro. And it was just the way they approached the game. I think that was at Arizona Western, like, I I had Coach Minnick. Coach Minnick, I think one of the best – I think Coach Minnick, one of the best coaches to ever coach football. If you don't know who Coach Tom Minnick is, he's one of the best – but like the way we ran the program, it was like it was D one. Like for me, like when people ask me, like, "Yo, what about your football career?" I'm like, Arizona Western. It was we was like an NFL D one program. Like everything was ran. Like we we knew where everyone was going. Yeah,
0: and Minnick, he came from um, Juliet. Juliet, correct? yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, man. Shout out to him because at that time, you know, I was already gone. But me and you knew each other because it was still people on the team that we all still talked to. And I would come back during the off season and come, you know, work out with people, see people. So I knew, like, and that's kind of how I knew about you. People talk about, hey, man, boy Lamar, he, he got burners. He nice. It's like Jesse, some of the people that were after, but I still knew who they were.
1: Jeff, uh, I remember people talking about oh, yeah. him.
0: Um, RIP to him. Yeah. I heard that he passed.
1: Uh, yeah, man. Jeff was, a, I about to say, definitely rest in peace. He was a freak, bro. I remember one time I had to line up, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, man, this dude, he ain't really, you know, he, he was size-wise, fee wise mm-hmm he was he could run with you too man rest in peace to him bro is such a he was a freak athlete bro like yeah. and it is one person that I know
0: my homie Jarell you know Jarell and hey Jarell, Jarell, Jarell's Jarell's like, Jarell like I'll lock anybody up I can run. Jarell is a person like if you want to know the truth he's gonna let you know the truth about how somebody always he, bro. Is, he like if you ain't nice he ain't gonna admit it and Drill was like, bro, he's one of the best players I, I, I've i seen in my life, bro. He's done crazy shit, so. It was yeah, so man, much just,
1: talent, bro. It was just so I mean, we could we could rattle off names of people there, and, it, and it's, I mean, it hurt me to my soul. It ain't no football there no more because of the things that happened, and it's just like, crazy. Like we could have been like that. East Mississippi, like, we played these, like, my, like my class, we played East Mississippi for the ball game, and then them boys got a, a Netflix show. Shout out to some of my guys on, uh that was on the show, but like, Arizona Western, we could have been on Netflix, too. Like, for sure. <laughs> and it had dogs on there bro like and
0: <laughs> so i'm about to say you got of answer one of my questions that i wanted to ask is like yeah when well you got the question so jesse was your like because i don't know if you remember a person named miles wade uh, uh my, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yep. He was he was that person for me when i showed i remember getting the camp because not have to report the camp earlier in the summer i remember getting it I'm, I'm sliding in and i'm looking at him I'm like, is, is this is this nigga a coach? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like a grown ass, yeah. Was braces, dude. It was only seventeen years old, 6'4", 325, Can run like a four eight, four nine, forty.
1: Bruh, I'm like, it, bro, it, it was crazy, man. I was, you know, I was from Florida, so I prided myself on speed. Like, I mean, I just, I did so many things. Like, if I could go back, I would just run track. I probably wouldn't even play football. But I mean, you we know football was. It's just such a it was so just nice. so dope. Like it's so cool. Yeah. But bro, everyone was so nice. Like I mean, I remember my class. Everybody like you could have you could have took our third string and put them on another team and they would have beat. like we would have had to we'd have played our first string. Like it was so many people in that collective group. And like you said, like when you're in high school, like like I was the man in high school, like like not, not even like on no cocky shit. Just I was good, I was fast, like I was a, I was a good team guy. But when I got to A dub, like everybody was the man like it like so it was like but, but somebody got to be the alpha like it got to be someone at the top we had a running back uh reggie, I reggie. Swear to God, bro i ain't never like bro reggie was like the coldest running back it's almost like this nigga had eyes everywhere bro he get that big big coming. stop playing <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and then, then we were bringing the dude named george 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 wasn't the biggest dude but george come in same thing shifty Then you got DK. I mean, we just had so many people like receiver wise, offensive line, like the coaches. It was just, it was just, we was the Alabama junior college, bro. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't really even know how to like our record, just everything, the way we was built, the coaches, it was just such a good culture, man. I was just glad to be a part of it. All I did was play special teams too, man. I never like, I never found my way onto like the offensive line, like the offense. Cause just, it was on me like accountability. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, was I, I? didn't do what I was supposed to do with the plays. I hated lifting weights, bro. I did not like lifting weights, man. I was, I was a speed guy, like I. Yeah. I, was, I hop in that bitch and squat five hundred, but it was like, hey man, it's time to bench. I'm like, hey man, I see y'all boys later. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? Squat time! You you hit me throwing around some weight. It's time to bench. I'm like, yeah, you Listen. <laughs>
0: But yeah, man. That, like I said, that that experience at AW, and even like you bringing up somebody like DK, you know what I mean? You know, Internet cessation now. Yeah, he, out bro, he, he
1: doing, doing so well now, bro. He doing so real. It's because he's so authentic, man. the do so yeah. funny, he was just like that in college too. And now, I mean, what does he have? A million followers or some shit? Some crazy? Right. So, yeah, out here smoking
0: with Snoop and everything. DK's do which is crazy because I feel like people look at him and they're like, ah, bro,
1: he ain't. It was like, bro, he was a dog bro. <laughs> he, was he, dog. he would run that thing i remember i used to remember him being so mad that he didn't get more get more touches but it was like it was tough because it was so many people the touches was limited and when he did get that bitch i mean you can i mean you can go see the tape when he got that thing bro he wasn't going down because he was fast and big and then he had like field awareness so it was i don't know dk was a dog bro yeah man yeah man A adub was uh
0: definitely uh, a time I I definitely saw a lot of fights (laughs) saw a lot of I I was around some of the most competitive people but I I loved it bro for the time I was there and again like I said in connections like this that it made bro that's like that's probably the most important thing to me is it's like the game was fun all that but it's like the connections and people I got to meet and got to be around that's the shit that like will always for sure stay with me you know what I mean
1: yes sir Um,
0: and so I want to ask you that. So transitioning into that, bro, like, so from A-Dub, you know, you do that. And was it, like, I want to go D1 after this? Or were you, like, man, football, I really don't – Like, what was your, like, thought process, like, after A-Dub or whatever?
1: So, bro, I became uh... – uh, I had an advisor in there. Her name was Shara. I ran for student government president. I mean, oh, I think Obama had just became the president at my time at a So, you know, that, that kind of had, that was, that was huge for us. That was huge for me as, as a young man, uh, young African-American man. So I ran for student government president at A-Dub and messed around and won the football team, everyone. So now I'm the president. Like, black, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, so everybody walking around calling me president, but like with, you know, with that title, I was, I was having to do things, going to meetings and do things. So like, remember I said in high school, I wasn't a good student at A-Dub, man. I was in honors. of had a 4.0 and I was on the football team, student government president. And then I meet my now wife and the mother of my two children at A-Dub. So like- Dope. You know, everything that I, like, I started to get more serious with school. I became the president. I started to realize, like, I, I know football is a path. But then I meet my wife, and me and her end up going to the same school. She played, ba- she played basketball for Arizona Western. I mm-hmm. played football. We both went to the same school. We transferred to a school named Willamette University. And mm-hmm. I played football there. She played basketball there. So it was, like, the goal was always to go D1 after I left Arizona Western. But mm-hmm. I, I got faced with a choice. I'm like, all right. I'm super serious with this girl and I mm-hmm. could marry her. Like I, I had already knew that, or I could chase this D one thing and try to keep going to the league. But again, accountability, like I ain't know it then, but I was like, bro, you might not, you know what I'm saying? Like I believe in myself, but you might not be like, you might not be that, you know what I'm saying? You, the league might not be where it's at, but I, you know, I didn't give up, but it was like, marriage or chase this NFL dream and I mean I just I just knew I was going to be with her which I, you know we got two kids now so I think That's I made right. the right decision you did you
0: did man shout out to the wifey and I got to ask since she played basketball at Western, how's those one on one games bro? bro
1: I know you I know you hey, listen she be she be getting me bro I end, I end up coaching basketball I end up coaching basketball once I got done with football I coached some of the coldest players a couple of my players now are D1 one of my guys uh he plays at University of Oregon So i started Mm -hmm. coaching so i started you know working on my jumper but i ain't gonna lie my wife is still beating me bro she got a jumper bro now if i go to the rack you already know speed wise she can't guard me but it's like cheating though you know what i'm saying when people say no disrespect and they disrespect you no disrespect to my wife but she can't guard me because of the speed bro i'm telling you guys i about to say
0: it's one of those things where it start off fun you're like go ahead baby after a couple bucks you're like all right now hold on hold Because
1: right. if she get hot if she get hot no matter how fast i am she can hit and then if i get the ball first and i just keep scoring so like we'll go back and forth but i ain't gonna lie she went more than I, she usually went more <laughs> she was cold it. bro she was cold
0: and so when you so when you went to the other college bro like was it was it something that made you go like what was the thing that made you be like photography VR this is something what was like even the thing that like made you kind of nudge even into that direction
1: it was really after college man like i said i started coaching like one of my jobs was like i was a basketball skill trainer which i know sounds weird cuz i played college football but i always liked basketball and of course i was athletic fast so i started like training basketball players learning about the game of basketball and I wanted to make them like highlight films. That's what that's what really got me into like all right, let me like see what I can do with this camera cuz I wanted to make like, you know, little highlight videos and you know, then this was like before like the viral shit and the Instagram and like posting everything all the time. It was just more so like YouTube. So I wanted to learn how to make videos and that's what really sparked it off. I got like a I got a camera from a pawn shop first and then I got a Sony 6300. And at the mm-hmm. time like no one was like really shooting at like the 6300, especially like once I got to the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. I was probably like one of the first people in the world to take like it was like a little ass camera on the NFL sideline, and they was looking at me like, what, the, like, like, why this dude here? Right? <laughs> it's like I'm about to say it's so funny because shout out to sody and
0: that's what I'm shooting with right now, the sody 6300.
1: Same thing, bro. <laughs> the See, you got to, you, you, what you shooting on the 6300, 64? Uh, 63, yeah. Dude, that's that's the, that, bro, that was my first camera in the NFL game. And like, real talk, I mean, we can go way back. Like, that Sony, like, people wasn't shooting Sony like that because Canon, Canon really had the game locked up when I came into the NFL and Nikon was doing their thing. But I was just like, it, Sony is just, it's small, it's compact. I mean, it wasn't as reliable as it is now. But like, right, like, when I go shoot the game tomorrow, I'm going to use a Sony A1 and a 400 2.8. That's like a $20,000 setup, bro. But it's basically the same guts as a 6,300. Well, I mean, you know, the inside different, but yeah, the body, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I ain't got up to that level yet. You feel me? So you all, you you up here with it. I am yeah, trying to work stuff. my
0: way up. And so when you, was it like, so when you start? because I, I remember that was like some of the first things I saw you actually record. I saw you like going to high school games and recording, like you said, making highlights for that. Was it, how did that even get started? Was did somebody be like, "Hey, man, did you just pull up to my son's game, or did you just willingly just go yourself?" Like, "Yo, I'm just gonna pull up, find these local kids that are nice."
1: And how how did that come about? It really was that second one, but it wasn't more so like trying to find people and make stuff. It was just it was about the reps in the process. Like, I ain't even like you're all that motivational shit, but like I just needed to get better, right? Because it was mm-hmm. like, all right, at some point I remember it clicked for me. I'm like, oh. I- of course, I'm not going to the NFL as a player. But maybe I can make it there with a camera. I had already I, I, early on. I shot the WNBA. Uh, again, being from uh, being from Polk County, Lakeland, Florida, I knew Tiffany Hayes. She played for UConn. She's one of the she she's one of the most winningest winners I know in my life. Like all she's done is win, like her entire career. So I got to shoot the WNBA early. I shot Tiffany Hayes and Kayla McBride. Like I always credit a lot of my success to Tiffany Hayes. Atlanta Dream, and then Kayla McBride. Kayla's still playing right now. I got to shoot them, so I'm like, all right, I, I got a little pro experience under my belt. But to move to that NFL thing, I was like, all right, I need to get better at, like, taking pictures of football. Because playing football and taking pictures of football, that's a totally different thing, bro. Totally different, yeah. So I would do anything to get the reps. Flag football, Little League football, high school football. I didn't shoot many college games, but it's like anything I could go get better at, I would do it. And I wasn't getting paid, like, nothing. Like, it was just show up. Keep getting better show up keep getting better mm-hmm. i
0: might say and also shout out to the WNBA. shout out to those girls man we definitely just want to shout y'all out because i thought y'all so it's don't important. get enough love and respect you know what i mean and it's like y'all dope as hell too yesterday I was, or yesterday day before i was just watching the at the finals of the WNBA, man like and that's something also i wanted to pride you on too man like how it's just not football with you like you said you do I do high school, I do WNBA. It's like, yeah, man, those are important to shine lights on. You know, same thing that I feel like Kobe was doing before he passed. You yep, know what I mean? Making it a point. And being that, you know, and I also gotta ask you, like, how important is that to you being that you do have a daughter?
1: Bro, so it's a my wife got a video of Kobe and Gigi, rest in peace. And me and my daughter, we were me and Kobe and Gigi and my daughter, we were at the same WNBA All-Star game. So the last Uh, time I saw Kobe in person, I'm in the same building. I'm in the nosebleeds, though. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Floresight. (laughs) Kobe was sitting on the floor. He up his hands. It was in Las Vegas, bro. It was at the WNBA All-Star Game. And I had my oldest daughter, Malia, with me. So, like, even just him giving me that memory so that, like, when my daughter's old enough to tell her who Kobe and Gigi was, it'd be like, I can show her a video. Like, this is me and you. Like, I'm holding my daughter. And then my wife points the camera and it's Kobe and Gigi and his daughter. And we in the building doing the same thing, like essentially trying to just, you know, watch the game and watch the best female athletes on the planet. People don't get this shit, bro. Like the best female basketball players in the world have to play in like two, three different leagues to like make ends meet. You're talking about the best. um, And then dudes always quick to like make fun of the WNBA. I know. Ten WNBA players that will cook the fuck out of any dude that try to guard them. Like yes. I can, I can rattle off a hundred. Like, all right, go play her one on one. Like, go right. try to guard Aja Wilson. Like, go, go try to go, go try to guard Tiffany Hayes. Like, Courtney Williams. Like, go, you can't. Like, most dudes can't. Can't even dudes that are athletic. They cannot play with yeah. these chicks. But like, when it comes down to the money, it's just, it's not it's fair. Just
0: the, it's just the marketing, and, and that's. That's kind of what I alluded to when we were talking about uh Britney, you know, yeah. her situation Britney Garner, you know, shout out BDG. to her Pre- uh, I guess President Biden's supposed to be meeting with her family and they supposed to be figuring out something, but um um I, I think about that situation like, man, it sucks that these women that are great athletes got to go all the way across country or go all the way across the world just to go get a check and y'all are great and y'all we should figure out a way to be able to pay these women here, but again, I feel like the marketing of the wba isn't that great and i feel like it
1: kind of it kind of sucks because of the timing like like right now yeah, like the that, WNBA... like games on tuesday like, like like bro they be like again i don't i don't know who it is like i'm a big mm-hmm. fan but like you can't have a WBA playoff game on a weekday during like when people at work or at school like no one can watch it or i mean really? I, I try to watch it but it's like that's tough on like people that want to be fans and then also
0: like the timing that they like right now i was like i'm watching the WNBA finals how many people know that the WNBA finals is even going on right now because it gets over by nfl you know what i mean nfl just started you know that's the biggest sport in america you know ain't nothing to yeah. overlap that so it's like i i totally i was just like being that i think they said they're trying to extend their season to like 40 games it was like 36 they tried to extend it but i'm like man have it in the summer like, base seasons just start,
1: like, end of, like, the finals. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like... we could, we could do a whole podcast on WNBA, on WNBA stuff. Side note, I got to get you a WNBA player to come on your podcast. But, yeah, we I mean, I could talk that about that true. for days. Especially, I mean, like again, like you said, like, what Kobe was doing before he, before he passed, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm on that same mission now, not only for my daughter, because I was doing it before I had a daughter because – Tiffany Hayes like you like for anybody listening to this podcast Google Tiffany Hayes like she was the coldest bro we went to middle school together and she played on the on the boys team like like we talking about Lakeland Florida we talking about Lakeland Florida it's five people that can start Tiffany was one and it wasn't it was because she was just cold. she was colder than everybody bro and, and it's been and, that way and that's the part about athletics that I love
0: that we don't all care about the sexist part And oh you a girl Are you nice Are And I played against girls Even I went to high school with Jackie Johnson Okay, um, She's like some of the most Decorated female athlete at ASU They just like retired her Like they had yep. a ceremony for her I used to train with her And it's just like like, bro, being around girls that, again, I've never seen her train with girls. She always <laughs> used to train with the dudes, and she was cold. So yeah. it gave me disrespect. Like, yo, I don't care if you a girl or – you better check her. Bro.
1: <laughs> you better check her. Hey, she a we, are, we already going down this path. Like, I'm so I, when I went to Jenkins High School, like, we, were, we weren't that good in football. We were decent – like, that not that good in basketball. And track, we was really good. Like, our, our track team was really good. And our girls' soccer team – won the state championship. So, like, I was just so used to, like, Tiffany Hayes went to Winter Haven, our girls' soccer team, like, won the state championship, Kayla Baller, Kayla Grimsley, and then, like, our girls' softball team. So, like, I was just used to watching women that were, like, really good at their sports. Plus, I'm raised by my mom, my grandma, my women. So just my appreciation for women was just so different from a young age to, like, now, like, I see, you know, you, you got uh, Becky Hammond was coach for the Spurs. Now she with, like, it's like, that shit's normal. Like I know, I know the uh, female coach from the Bucks. Uh, I, I'm fo- I follow Jennifer King from the Redskins. She follows me. Like these are women that coach in the NFL. Like this shit is doable. I mean, it's still hard to break in, but like I know, I know Coach Love, Coach King. Like these are female coaches in the NFL that are providing something. Like they provide value. They they're not coach. They they're not hiring these women to coach in the NFL just because. Like it ain't a fucking PR stunt. Like they know what they're talking about. You think it's these crazy. dudes gonna like go out there and listen to them if they don't know what they're talking about? Like Coach yeah. Oak, Coach King, there's a, you know, there's other female coaches. Uh what there was one here in Denver, uh, Coach Emily. Like, there's so many women that know they shit, and it's like all they need is opportunity. Yeah, and, and we need to keep doing what me and you doing, shouting
0: these women out and giving them their flowers because they doing some incredible work out here, bro. But Definitely. we gonna get born, too, because I got a grip of questions to ask you about this NFL stuff, bro. We're gonna take a quick quick break real quick y'all don't go nowhere y'all go get your popcorn kool-aid and everything we'll be right back with more with lamar with the homies podcast y'all don't go nowhere pimpins yo what it is what it do we are back hope y'all didn't go nowhere didn't run off too far I'm back with my homie Lamar Griffin. Yeah, just get some coffee. Cause we up early giving y'all this great content. And I appreciate you being up early and doing all that for your boy on a Saturday. Cause you like I'd probably rather have my ass sleeping in today. <laughs>
1: so no, I not at you. all, man. Soon as soon as I get off this call with you, I'm getting ready for the I got the Denver Broncos versus the Houston, Texans. So like I just the way I get ready for a game is just so different, bro. Everything, so you know what I'm saying. I ain't, I ain't like them other guys, man. I'm not competing with them. I'm not comparing myself, but my my process is so different for a game. All right, and that's I'm glad that you
0: mentioned that because that's the next thing I wanted to get into in this. Uh, so you you do that, um, you start to shoot these games, and then you get what I I would think. I don't know if you would consider. I consider it like a dream job, bro. Like. <laughs> you you get this opportunity to work in the nfl how did that whole process come along bro like how did you know you get the offer from I'm seeing you work with tampa bay and you work with denver so how did that work bro like how did that whole process work
1: man there's always so many people ask me that and it's like so hard to like even wrap my mind that like it happened Mm -hmm. but essentially the the long story is von miller put me on by, I worked at a charity event for Vaughn Miller in Denver. Like, as soon as I moved to Denver, uh, I got on this platform called Thumbtack, and there was a charity event, and I saw that it was for Vaughn Miller. Like, I'm from Florida, but like, when I moved to Denver, like, everybody knew who Von Miller is. Yeah. So, like, I just did everything in my power to get to that charity event. I got to the charity event. I got to meet Vaughn. got to meet some of his teammates. Mm-hmm. That led to me being able to get on the field, shoot for the Broncos. Granted, I don't work for the NFL. I'm on the field just you know, freelance for the player. So Mm -hmm. I'm working. And then after that took off. So once I got on the field, I was like, all right, you know, I came on my first game since only 6,300 with Mm -hmm. a kit lens, bro. So if you do photography, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? When I'm I'm talking about, I was out there with a kit lens, man. I ain't Mm -hmm. know. I ain't ain't know. Mm -hmm. I ain't know know 7200. I ain't know aperture. I had that bitch in auto. Like I didn't know. I didn't know. So Mm -hmm. once I got out there, I started to get better, started to get better. And then, long story short, fast forward, COVID hits, and essentially, I had done so much work like by myself with players, like kind of like I'd made like not a name for myself, but like people had seen my work. I've been on the field. Mm-hmm. I met someone at the Pro Bowl, uh, like with uh, I was with Shaq Barrett making a documentary. So I met mm-hmm. someone from the NFL. I got I got his information. He got my information. When COVID hit, they didn't let anyone come on the field anymore unless you worked for the NFL. So, you know, reached out. And he was like, hey, I got an opportunity. And, you know, me, I was – that was – I didn't – I never even thought I'd, like, get a job at the NFL, but I got hired to work for the Broncos. And then at the same time, I'm from Florida. I'm making a documentary with Shaq Barrett. They just put me on the Bucks too. So I was essentially shooting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos during the COVID season. Uh, during the Super Bowl run, I got to shoot every single game with the Bucks, other than the Super Bowl, which – we, I ain't even going. I ain't. Even, I ain't going to talk about that. But <laughs> I shot. I shot the whole Super Bowl run, bro. Other than the Super Bowl, so essentially, if I would have worked for the Buccaneers instead of the NFL, I would have a Super Bowl ring right now. But I mean, we. Ain't, you know, what I'm it, it is what it is. Bro. <laughs> oh, bro, I be tight.
0: <laughs> no but I, it, it was just. It was such tight. a
1: great honor, bro. But I. I mean, I guess the, the way I got there was just consistency man and i just i just mm-hmm. wouldn't stop i just wouldn't stop showing up like once i got my foot in the door it's like i just kept sliding my foot further and then got my body through that bit and once i was in i just stayed there like anything i could do to get better or shoot more games and i would always do it and money was net like i don't know what y'all think some people make when they do like it was never like the cash was never like it was always just i love the game so i was always trying to be around the game and then once I got into it, it was like, all right, well, how do I be better than last game? Like tomorrow, mm-hmm. like like today, I'm trying to figure out how do I go do something tomorrow that I haven't done before. Like, yeah, trying to
0: trying to just elevate, constantly elevate your game. It. And so being around, bro, you got like you said, man, you got to work with. Like you shout out first, Von Miller, which I I personally think is going to be a future Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm sure you probably, I think he's got to be a future Hall of Famer, for I mean,
1: sure. We don't want no many dudes to get that Super Bowl MVP on that on that defensive side of the ball, bro.
0: So, I think that's going down. And, of course, he had to do it to my squad. As you see behind me, my family. Hey, listen, one time,
1: one time, <laughs> hey, I rocked with Cam Newton, dog. Big shout-out to the bro Cam, man. But they didn't have no answer for that man
0: Vaughn that day, bro. It was like, too tough, man. bro. And it's like, so, how, like, how was it every day – you know, being around these dudes that not only you know future Hall of Famers, champions. Like, is there any game that you picked up that you were able to transition into like your photography and videography game? Like, was there anything that you picked up from the players?
1: Yeah, man, a lot. I mean, I think I think the biggest person. Well, I mean, I don't I don't want to say because of course I got to shoot Brady, but I can't say like I think Emmanuel Sanders was like the most. Cause I got to I got to again, I got to work with Emmanuel Sanders Charity Foundation. So like with Vaughn, Emmanuel, uh, Shane Ray, like a lot of a lot of the players I got to work with a charity. So like that has nothing to do with football, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's giving back to kids, trying to help families. So I'm getting to watch how they interact with people, like how they move as people, like off the field. So with Emmanuel, bro, Emmanuel Sanders just retired. I think at the time of us making this podcast, Emmanuel Sanders just retired a Bronco. His mindset was so, I don't know. So like for me, Emmanuel Sanders is the closest thing to Michael Jordan. Like that I've been around just like his mindset, the way he was thinking. And I got mm-hmm. to like, I got to see him, you know, I'm with, I got, I'm holding a camera and he's talking to a kid one-on-one. It's just me, a man, you a kid. And I'm getting to listen and he's just like, bro, it ain't no secret. You just got to work. They keep asking mm-hmm. me what's the secret. You just got to work. You got to work consistently. And I'm taking everything in. And then the same thing, like, I think when I when I when I got the job with the Bucks, I was there shooting, you know, the NFL. But I was also shooting a documentary with Shaq. But mm-hmm. once I realized that, like, I'm going to be like filming and doing pictures of Tom Brady, it kind of like it, it made me uncomfortable because I'm like, all right, I got I got to show up. Like, you know, what I'm saying like, I can't drop the ball on this. And it and like it wasn't more so that like I felt like I owed it to Brady but mm-hmm. I felt like I owed it to his level of play in the game. So like, if I'm the yeah. dude, is, if I'm the dude that's taking pictures and videos of this dude, I need to rise to the level that he's playing at. And that that was yeah. super hard for me. But every game, I just kept getting better and better. So I, I became like obsessed with being on on my game so that I could catch him being on his game. And that was and I treated every player like that afterwards. I mean, Brady, like mm-hmm. I can credit Brady to like he made me a better photographer because I like. Just just my mindset shifted. I'm like, all right, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause I shot I shot the uh the Broncos before that, but they mm-hmm. was always changing quarterbacks. I came in right after Peyton left, bro. So I never got to take uh, I never got to take no pictures of videos of Peyton Manning. I think mm-hmm. I think I took pictures of him when he came back and like got his like he got his inducted into like the ring of fame. But yeah, I never yeah. got to shoot Peyton. So like once I knew I was gonna work with the Bucks and then, you know, no one knew when Tom Brady yeah. got like I was working with, I, I shot the Bucks. When Jameis was there and I saw Jameis, you know, nothing but respect for Jameis. I saw Jameis one game throw two interceptions and everyone was doubting him. And me, I'd stay locked in no matter what. He threw four touchdowns after that. This man threw two interceptions and four touchdowns. So it's like you can never like you never know how the game's gonna go. But when they said yeah. Tom was coming, I'm like, all right, that means when I go to shoot football next year, I'm taking pictures and videos of Tom Brady. So I had to change something. I had to, I had to get better than I was before. Mm-hmm. and and when you're doing that
0: like I said was there anybody I know of course you had Tom on the team but is, was there anybody in particular that you like connected with that you like I really like shooting this person just because maybe their personality maybe they uh-huh. just bro the action they give me on the
1: field is just oh of course i was shooting shaq so me and shaq me and shaq me and shaq got a movie coming out hopefully hopefully one day y'all get to see it on the streaming service right now yeah. we're in the distribution process for like we made a full-on documentary i'm gonna send y'all the link if y'all want to go follow the what's page. the name of it a uh, man on a mission shaq bear So man on a mission uh, it's my, it's, that. so that's going to be my directorial debut so Of course, like as of right now, no one looks at at me as a director because I haven't put out the movie. But Mm. essentially, you know, once I put that out, hopefully, you know, people start seeing me more as like a a real documentary filmmaker that does photo, does video. But bro, Devin White is the most single, funnest football player to watch. Cause I don't know, for me, I guess I'm spoiled because I got to shoot Vaughn in Denver. So like I always got to, like, I'm not like psychic or no shit, but like when Vaughn was lined up on a certain dude, I'm like, you Barbecue, go chicken. Barbecue. <laughs> yeah. no, that? Barbecue chicken. What's Barbecue chicken. Like I just put the camera on Vaughn and quarterback going down. So like I started to kind of like know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Same thing when Shaq started going off. It's like, all right, they were sleeping on Shaq. He's coming off. You know, he led the league in sacks every single time. I think the New York game, he had four sacks. I I had the camera on him like before he got the sack, just knowing he was gonna win the matchup based off of how the offensive guard was like leaning. Again, mm-hmm. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just technician, but, like, I started to watch football through my lens. Like, I played football and I'm Ball. analyzing football, right. so I'm looking at things way different. Do you think a- that helps you in the oh.
0: game, in your shooting? Do you think that kind of gives you a little step above people? Because you like, I know what's about to happen. Your Everybody's lens is over here.
1: My lens is over here because I know what's about to happen <laughs> over here. Does that help I you? I kind of do, man. Yeah, I kind of do, especially with, uh, like, like AB's, AB, Antonio Brown is a classic example. Like, every They're time, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, one time, one time from my dog, A.B., man, yeah. I got a picture of A.B. on the stage in the Super Bowl ring. But, like, Brady and A.B. had this way they used to look at each other, right? And this ain't, like, I'm not giving no secrets. You could, If you watch film, if A.B.'s lined up on, like, you know, like a slot corner, I already know what's going down. Granted, like, if mm-hmm. you know football in general, it's like, this ain't a good matchup. A.B. about to cook this dude. So if mm-hmm. I know that, Brady knows that. So I'm going to the end zone, and it's like I'm like I'm not even I'm not even making it up. It's like this shit gonna be a touchdown. So I just put the camera on AB. Like you talked to like film the whole field, but I'm like that's one on one with Antonio Brown and like a dude that can't really guard him. Tom mm-hmm. see that? I see that. It's you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's start the game. I, I was trying to slow the game down. Same thing with Gronk, bro. Like it, you know, it's third and two on the six going into the touchdown. What where, where the ball going, bro? going to Gronk
0: like like you, know you don't
1: even got like it's sometimes kind of it's so sense. easy people
0: make it hard and it's like no bro this is simple we, we we that's the mismatch we're gonna try to exploit it like
1: like the whole side of the left field is open Gronk's at, at tight end right here all time got to do is throw it that way so instead of me going to that like if I'm on that side of the end zone I'm running over here because I'm like the touchdown coming over here boom Gronk scored a touchdown I'm right there and it's like oh bro how you always in the right spot and it's like I'm not guessing, bro. I'm trying to like, of course I get it wrong sometimes, but Mm -hmm. if you just look at the field and analyze the game, I mean, most of the times you'll be right, but it all comes from repetition and practice. So I really feel like just, you know, knowing the game.
0: I do. Kind of like football player to help you with that. Like
1: I do, man, even right now, like, so tomorrow I'm shooting the Denver Broncos versus the Houston, Texans. I can't mm -hmm. Houston Texans. I can't lie. Like I, I don't know who's on the Texans right now. Like, even a quarterback situation, yeah. but like <laughs> I, be, I was watching film before uh, you call. Once I get off this podcast with you, I'm going to watch film, figure out who their corners are, you know, figure out what their offense looks like. I know Brandon Cooks is over there. He's, I know Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, but other than that, like, I don't know a lot of dudes on the team. So I got to do my research. And then tomorrow when I get to the game, I'm like, all right, this dude is guarding. You know, I know Cortland Sutton. If this dude's guarding Cortland Sutton and he's, a five eleven corner that run a four eight. Mm, it's gonna be a tough day for that boy. And again, I'm not. You know, of course, I'm not. I'm not Skip Bayless. You can't judge dudes off for of like you know stuff like that. But I mean, Cortland gonna cook somebody. So if I know that in my head going into the game, mm-hmm. I'm not putting the camera anywhere else. I'm like, oh, it's coming here. Yeah, yeah, man. And and,
0: uh, and that was. I think you already answered again another question. You jump in because uh, I was gonna ask. You know, I'm a defensive dude. Yeah, I, I love the defense. And who was it? Was it David White? Because I was gonna ask, like, who was that person on defense that was just a dog? And was it was it him or was it somebody else that I'm not I'm thinking of right now? Was, watching, who was the person that you just like? Man, they are all over the field. They making plays and kind of like if they didn't have this person, this defense Vaughn, probably bro. would be the same.
1: It was mom Like I mean, me me being in Denver, getting to like. You know, being a, a fan of football, like, you know, I I was a Buccaneer. I was I'm from Florida, so Bucks, the Dolphins, like Jarvis Landry is probably one of my favorite players because Juice was in Miami when I was coming up. So like and that like I now I know Jarvis Landry. I've I've got to talk to him, I've done work with him. Mm-hmm. But like watching Vaughn play like through my camera, cause when I'm shooting football, right? I'm mm-hmm. not watching it. I'm like like I'm working, so it's like I'm looking at it through a lens, and I don't, I don't care what else is going on. I'm trying to, like, I'm looking through the camera trying to see what's going on. Nine times out of ten, bro, Vaughn was going to win his matchup, and if he didn't, ball's going to the other side. So then I know where the camera should go. Yeah. So really getting to watch Vaughn and like his level of play. I mean, again, like you said, he's that's Hall of Fame level. So me getting to see that every time I went to shoot the Denver Broncos it was kind of like, it was like, it was like a gift because I already yeah. knew what was going to happen when Vaughn went out to play. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I'm not worried about the offense. I mean, in corner, cornerback wise, Chris Harris is here too. Chris Harris Jr. So like, dog. you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah, got Chris dog. Harris Jr. You got Vaughn Miller. I mean, they had like, there was just so many people where you knew they level of play was so high. Like they ain't throwing the ball at Chris. Like that, mm-hmm. like the ball ain't even going, like they that, that don't even make sense to throw it his way. Right. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah boy, like, it had to it, be Vaughn for me.
0: Who was that? Did, was it a person like that on Tampa, too? Did, was there a person?
1: I it, so, it'd be Devin White or Levante, Levante David, too. So, could people forget before the Bucks, like, you know, when James. Levante Davis
0: fast as hell. Levante, bro,
1: he's such a good leader, bro. And I just, again, I just look at him through the lens, and I, get, I got to watch him, like, put people in position, like, you know what I'm saying? He's leading, mm-hmm. then going into the middle and playing linebacker, like, I don't know. He just never, like, his motor is so crazy. Same with Devin White. So, Mm -hmm. that Super Bowl run that Tampa had, like, it was so fun for me to be able to, like, do video and photos of that because it was just so, every single game they was going so hard. And, like, no one knew they was going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, Tom Brady had just came. Like, there's so many different things, so many intangibles. But, like, the defense always went crazy. And then Shaq, out here, he led the league in sacks, bro. Like, 19 and a half sacks. So, it's like, yeah, man. That
0: defense was crazy, bro. And, and I know real, uh, you got to shoot the, the celebration party, correct? Where on oh, Tom su- was kind su- walking out the, that thing, The Super Bowl, leading.
1: bro. The Super Bowl parade. <laughs> I had a camera. Bro, I felt like I won the Super Bowl, bro. So, right, I didn't yeah. I didn't get to work the Super Bowl game because it was, like, my first year working in the NFL. Uh, they got, like, rules in place to, like, let people that have been there longer, right? So, I'm, they're like, yeah. it's your first year. But the Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, played and I worked for Tampa Bay the whole season. So, like, I kind of felt like not even disrespected. It was more so like, just like, bro, I've been here every single game and now the Super Bowl's here and I'm not working. Yeah. So, that shit was kind of, you know, it is what it was. But the Super Bowl parade, I'm on the boat with a camera. And again, I'm filming for the documentary that me and Shaq are making, but I'm also on the boat, JPP. Uh, I mean, there's so many different guys on the boat with us, and I'm like, man, I feel like I won a Super Bowl. Like, bro, it's nothing but it was thousands of people. And we're Ooh. talking about COVID He like, just kind of, I mean, you know, COVID was still like a thing, but like, everybody yeah. was out. They brought the whole city out, bro. It was just, it was a cool, I don't think I could ever, like, experience anything else like that. On the boat, after they won the Super Bowl, in, in Florida, Tom Brady's on the boat, you know, ahead of me. I didn't get to see the trophy thing, but I got to see Tom's boat, and it's just like, I don't know, like, I can't, like, you can't make that type of shit up. Especially me, a a dude that has no experience shooting cameras is somehow got a camera with the Super Bowl champions making a movie. Like, I don't don't know, bro.
0: (laughs) And you on your Spike Lee shit, too. Like like I said, doing your director debut. I can't, I cannot wait until that drops, bro. I'm definitely going to be checking that out. And speaking to some of those players, I do see in your background, you do have some jerseys and stuff. Are these players that you just, you know, personally have to talk to, you have to work with? Like, is there any stories behind uh, yeah, some man, of those jerseys? Couple
1: back there. So, uh, it's Asia Evans, uh, Joe Jones, Cody Lattimore, Shelby Harris, uh, my boy Ryan Bailey. So, Asia, Team USA, uh, Bobsled, Ryan Bailey, one of the only dudes, I mean – if you've if you seen the USA versus uh, Team USA Drake, versus Jamaica, Jamaica. Ryan, Ryan Bailey hit him with the, you know, that's my boy. He was in my wedding. So everyone back there, like, I work with. And, again, it comes down to, like, my relationship with, like, athletes mm-hmm. comes from a good place. Like, it's never about the fucking money. Because if it was, like, everyone wants to, like, get money from these people because they think, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they see someone's contract and it's like, oh, I'm going to charge this player X amount. And it's like, no, just, I just charge them what I charge, like the, my rates, to my rate. So like, it was never about the money it's more so about the work. So I always build a personal relationship with most of the people I work with. And like, they hopefully can see I'm coming from a good place. And I just like yeah. shooting, bro. I'll shoot, I shoot weddings. I shoot real estate. I shoot football. I, I make documentaries like, and everyone's like, oh, bro, you do everything. Like you should like focus on one thing. It's like, nah, I just nah. want to, I'm just going to do what I do, man.
0: Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, bro, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing it great, bro. And, and speaking, like I said, so transitioning from the NFL, from you went from a dream job to be like you get to an ultra dream job <laughs> to uh, timeless visionaries. Um, you and your wife get to work together, get to shoot these amazing moments in time with people. You get to probably basically get to shoot some of people's like Some of the most special moments in their life. Yeah, we just
1: came back from Mexico, man. We so we just came back. Me and my wife started a production company, Timeless Visionaries. We just came back from Mexico shooting a wedding. Before we left for Mexico, we shot an event at the Gaylord Hotel, which is the largest hotel in the entire state of Colorado. So we worked Mm -hmm. like an event there. Then we got on the plane and went to Mexico. I don't, it's just it's just been dope, man. Being able to like work with my wife. Granted, like anything else, we have our ups and downs. Like yeah. we clash on creative stuff, but like we husband and wife, but then we're also business partners now. And it's like we just building it, man. We re- we just started it. Our first event, again, it comes back to that charity stuff. The first event that me and my wife worked together was Justin Simmons. He's the, uh, one of the best safeties in the league for the Denver Broncos. It was a charity event, so like, you can kind of see a theme with me, man. Like I'm always around. Charity type stuff Giving back type stuff Events where people Are coming together It's like It gotta be more than football Cause there's just So much more shit Like right now We two mm-hmm. black dudes Doing a podcast Like I, When I was in high school I didn't even know What a fucking podcast was Like I, Now I run one Now you run one I listen to your mm-hmm. podcast Like it just so many different now Definitely things. listen to your podcast uh <laughs> let's talk uh, let's talk more dude and <laughs> hey, the book dude, coming you know
0: soon <laughs> right and, and also y'all can go check that podcast out on apple uh podcast as well if you haven't already please go subscribe to that because again dropping gems in there dope podcast and uh and i'm gonna say man then that, that to me not only are you doing like a dope job it's like you're doing something to me that's also a you can help your family out but also too like how does that feel from a creative standpoint being able to now like i can do whatever i want with this content that i'm creating was that kind of like i wouldn't say a conflict or a problem in the nfl but was that like a hurdle that you had to kind of yeah, like man, man i got this dope man. stuff but i can't really put it out the way i want to because i kind of got to get permission yeah from was that kind of a hurdle
1: For sure, man. I mean, you know, like with, with, I mean, the NFL is the NFL. Like I'm not bigger than the NFL. No one is bigger than the National Football League. So, of course, with the footage that I get from the NFL, there was rules that came with that. So now that I'm not with the NFL and like, you know, like this game, I'm taking pictures. There's still rules tied along with all that stuff. When you NFL, NBA, WNBA, uh, Major League Soccer, Team USA, like all the professional sports I shoot, there's rules that come along with being there and having a camera. But with Thomas Visionaries, with me and my wife, what we making, we own the content. We own the pictures. Like, it's, I mean, shout out to Nipsey. I got it tattooed on my leg. Marathon continues. Nipsey Hustle said it best. We own our masters. So like when we're doing certain things, having ownership of that footage, having some creative control with certain clients, it, I don't know, it's like freedom. It's like a gift yeah. and a curse because like when you get that creative freedom, you gotta, you got to know what to do with it. But then also, you still got to know how to be a team player, too, because I can't just go to someone's wedding and be like, it's going to be this, that, this, that's going to happen. It's like they got ideas, too. So it's really just listening and being patient. But I don't, the creative freedom that we got at Thomas Visionaries is a lot uh, different than when I worked for the NFL. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and, and um and DM, do you prefer – it on that side of the the for the timeless visionaries do you prefer it kind of more on that end
1: i do man i do and the, and the reason i love the nfl wasn't you know it wasn't on the like the creative freedom it was more so just that flight to tampa bro me like i live in denver and i would essentially i would i mean most i don't think i've said this out loud before i would take a like a red-eye midnight flight on saturday night mm-hmm. fly to florida so i land in florida at what like 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, go Mm -hmm. from the airport to the stadium, essentially, start shooting at whatever time the game was, like 10, 12-hour day, then get back on the plane and fly home. That was like every Sunday that Tampa had a home game. And when Tampa didn't have a home game, I was doing the same thing in Denver. So 10, 12-hour day, but I just had to drive. So, like, I really worked for two NFL teams during one season. Like, it was just a lot, you know what I'm saying? You
0: stay in the airport, bro. (laughs) Shout out to Clear. Give this man a check. Give him a check, bro. He be shouting (laughs) Clear out Southwest. Bro, I used to miss so many flights
1: before Clear, dog. Clear has been... If y'all don't know about Clear, like, TSA pre-check is whatever, but Clear, like, it's just... It's worth it. If y'all need Clear, hit me up. I got a promo code for (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Oh, bro. But yeah, it was just so much travel, man, so it was just... It, it, it just became a lot and i and i would have kept doing it until i mm. became a father like once my daughter was born i always told myself like all right if it ever gets to the point where when i she know that i'm about to leave it like she she didn't like it i mm. would stop like ain't like nothing more, nothing's more important than my kids so my daughter's three right now and still like sometimes I'll be about to leave and she'll be like are you going to the airport I don't like that like it ain't, it ain't a bad mm-hmm. thing because I wanted to see me chasing chasing what I want to chase but also don't want to miss most of those moments and yeah. flying to Tampa is not hey bro damn i never said this out loud for sure when i left the nfl brady had retired so it made my choice to leave easier not i mean and i don't know if i was going to i don't know if the bucks was going to have me back because the covid thing kind of like it gave me like per- permission to shoot for the bucks but like if brady wouldn't have retired I don't know if I would have left. Like, like my daughter, my wife, like me and my wife might have had a talk. I might have stayed. But when mm-hmm. Brady left, I was like, cool. I ain't even tripping about going back to Tampa because me and Shaq had already finished the movie. Mm-hmm. Then Brady unretires, and I'm like, I had already left, so like I had to make a decision, like, am I going to come back to like shoot Brady? But then I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to fly to Tampa 13 times. And that's not me being lazy. That's just like, yeah. That's, that's that's your you life, know. man. You got another life. You got thirteen home games,
0: That's sixteen. You know what I'm saying? That's well, that's yeah. twenty six flights back and forth. Fourth, right. That's a lot, and and that's more than most people fly in a lifetime. Alone, just a, in a few months. So it's just like, and I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I know. You, I know you probably don't like it, but I was like kind of upset because you caught the perfect shot of Tom Brady chucking the deuce Oh yeah. Run it off. I remember I reposted that, and I was just like, bro, this is like. A perfect I'm out shot. And then when he came back, I was like, God damn
1: it, Tom, bro. I was just like- I was just running right behind him with the camera. And that boy, he was just like peace. And I was like, dang, I'm I might have got the last shot of Brady running off the field. I don't know if it was or not, but I you know, I was just locked in and I'm like, if this is the last shot, that's super cool. Cause I mean, bro, Brady right here, I'm right here. So I'm we just jogging at the same pace. I got the camera. But I mean, some of those moments, like, I'll take those with me forever because at the end of the day no matter how no one feel about Brady, like, his level of play is something that can't be questioned, so being able to get to, like, be on the same field field as him, like, Tom Brady's, like, posted some of my videos, like, to say that out loud is crazy, like, it's not a flex, it's crazy. like, I, like, I didn't know this was gonna happen, like, I didn't know I would end up shooting my home team, the Buccaneers, like, I didn't know my videos would be, you know, like, reposted by Brady or his team, I don't know who posted, like, it could be him and his team, but, like, that just goes to show if you just keep working, you just don't know. And hey, who's on your radar? It's like,
0: Tom, <laughs> one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time is reposting your stuff, bro. That I know I would be hyped off that, bro. And I know I didn't had you here for over hour, out, bro. The last thing I, I wanted to talk to you about, bro, is this book that you're dropping. I'm an avid reader. I love reading different books you're dropping this book you're one of them uh, i have another friend that's dropping the book too but it's more for like children so i don't have anybody really in this space so i'm like how like what made you want to even drop a book and can you give me like the title of it and what what does like a little rundown of what the book is
1: about yeah so it's it's the the book is called the same thing as the podcast it's called let's talk more do but then uh like the the subtitle is it's let's talk more do no one's coming to save you and it's like what i mean by that is like If you want to do something in business, entrepreneur, like your podcast, you got to do it, right? Like no one's going to come hold your hand. No one's going to do it for you. You may have help, but like in battle, in war, like if if a soldier's out there and it's it's him one-on-one with another dude, no one's going to come back and save you. They might come back later, but like you got to save yourself. You got to fight yourself. So in the book is really just me giving people like simple lessons on like staying productive, like, accountability um just so many like little things that I picked up along the way on my way to the NFL and like now that I'm not in the NFL just like a whole bunch of business advice bro and accountability is the main thing because at the end of the day the reason I didn't make it to the NFL as a player is my fault like it's mm-hmm. you can't like you can't blame people for things ever, like all the time at some point you got to be like I fucked up and it's, right. it as as especially as men it's hard to do that cuz you don't want to like call yourself out but once you start calling yourself out it's you versus you so like Mm -hmm. when i go in the field tomorrow it's me versus me i'm not competing with no other photographers i'm not competing Mm -hmm. with i'm not trying to get no instagram likes i'm trying to be better than my the last time i did what I did that time so right, And that's, that's I, I, I That's one of the reasons
0: why I want to buy And read the book for sure bro when it comes out Because I'm in that same position Right now doing this podcast man Like something new that I really didn't Know what I wanted to do but I was like man I know I want to do something where I can show my Creative side and I want to do something Kind of like how you were saying too with charity Like helping people man like mm-hmm. how I got a bunch of friends bro that are Dope at what they do these people ain't just normal everyday. They're dope. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to figure out a way to shine a light on these people Be because sure. I don't want them to go unheard. Even though I feel like whether I shine a light on them or not, they're still going to get hurt. <laughs> but it's like, I, I want to make it. I want to have something or a platform one day to where hopefully it's like, it's a look for everybody. And yeah, man, this could just help get your name out there. Your book. I like hopefully five books from now, I got a bigger man, it's, podcast. It's been a challenge, you can bro. come it's, on here and I can been be a like promote book. Yeah, but I, I can see that you've been you've been you've been tackling every goddamn challenge, man. And and I just want to let you know, bro, just from being friends with you, knowing you, man, I'm super proud of you, bro. And please,
1: please, same keep your going way, bro. I'm the, same, I'm the same your way, bro. I know what it takes to run a podcast, man. Like people, I mean, for all the listeners, like it's it's a process, man. It's so many steps to get. Like, what y'all are hearing right now, if you're watching is what you're seeing, there's so many different steps that have to come to play. Like, shit, it's, you know what I'm saying? We started this, like, at 8 o'clock in the morning. So, I mean, even just, like, there's so much commitment that you have to do to do something. So, for you to be doing this podcast, bro, it's nothing but love. I, I wish you nothing but success. I'm glad we on here, man. We look the way we look, man. You know what I'm saying? We African-American dudes. So, you know, we just got to keep on pushing forward. And we got to sit together, yeah. man. We will, and we will, bro. And I'm definitely gonna have you back on again if you, you know, I know you're busy with all the editing. Not but at please all, but find time you my to pod, come back yeah. on.
0: Yeah, and I'm about to say, whenever you want me on, just let me know, bro, and we, we can link it up because I'm willing to talk whenever, bro. Like, even right now, I'm like, I was supposed to, <laughs> my, my camera person's like, hey, man, you gotta wrap it up. <laughs> it's like we're over an hour. It's so, like, hey, And I got I appreciate like 20 more you. questions for you, but next time bro we definitely gonna link up again man Then is there anything else you want to tell the people before you get out here anything else you want to plug before we get up
1: out of here bro um nah man just hit me up i said if you guys want to find me lamar griffin films lamar the e um i i really try to d de- i try to reply back to most people that i can especially when they ask me anything about like how to get to the nfl like i <laughs> just always seem to be the question people like how'd you get in the nfl photography and i'll answer that question on your podcast or anyone that's looking to get into any type of professional photography you just mm-hmm. got to put the work in. It ain't, there's not a secret to it. It's, you got to be consistent for a long time and you got to be good and you got to keep showing up because, like, mm. it's not going to happen overnight. So, I mean, with anything, but like, the advice is just keep being consistent, keep showing up, keep putting in the work. And when you feel like giving up, push past that because that's usually where the good shit's at. Like, for real. Like, as soon as you feel like, all right, I'm about to give up, push a little bit past that. And then that's where it's at real talk, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate I have all you, your tags. You already know, man. I'm going to have all your tags
0: and everything on the screen. And again, I love you, man. I appreciate you. Yes, and y'all, sir. thank y'all for tuning into to the mm-hmm. Homies Podcast. Again, if you haven't, go bang that subscribe button one time for your boy. And I'll see y'all again next week. pimpins. peace!
1: Peace! <laughs>